365 Success app offers a simple daily tip for a more balanced life. 365 Success is a one-year plan over six levels where a new tip is displayed each day. The people behind 365 Success are academic and creative life hackers Dr. Nisha O'Reilly, Dr. Graham Hughes and Marie O'Riordan. Discover 365 Success, available now in the App Store. Hello and welcome to episode 23 of Purple Psychology. I'm Marie O'Riordan. Thanks for tuning in in 50 countries. The website is purplepsychology.com for further information. Dr. Nisha O'Reilly, thanks for being here again. Thank you. This time we're going to start off by talking about our <laughs> recent obsession with Denmark and the Danish. Yes, I've, I've just finished reading a book called The Year of Living Danishly by Helen Russell. Um, I think this was a good time to read it because I've been travelling as well, so there were some comparisons with Spain as well too, and obviously Ireland and a few other places we've been working with. Um, so the big point of this book is why are the Danish so happy? They score very high every, every year on the index for happiness in the world. And why is it such a happy place to be? Um, it boils down to a few core things. Um, there is a great deal of security in the system. Now, I couldn't go and live in Denmark myself because despite the fact that they get aesthetically pleasing, which nobody oh, else does. design. Yes, I, I fell in love with Danish design at the age of 10 when I got my first pencil case. Um, they really get lighting. Um, they use more candles per head of population than anyone else in the world. Um, there's a lot that I really get about them. Their home really matters to them. Um, because their weather is so bad, they actually end up hibernating for four months a year. Um, and their, their friends and their family are exceptionally important to them and they, they invite them into their homes. So, um, and they're incredibly tidy and minimalist and even when you open the presses, everything is tidy. So there's a lot that I, I really like and I really get. And they start aesthetically pleasing from very young ages as well. So they, it's part of your space in terms of your work, where you go to school um, and everything else. But for me, I think the big part of it and, and the reason why people feel so happy and so secure is because yes they're seen to pay very high taxes but actually in reality Ireland has actually got higher tax bans now um, but for that they get looked after they have complete free um, healthcare which actually works which in Ireland it doesn't. They have complete free education for life and there's a huge amount of lifelong learning. And um, I said in the last episode that we talk about this. So what's very interesting about Danish people is that they continue to always learn. So when that person serves you in the shop, you can't make assumptions about them because they're probably doing a part-time course and, and know a great deal on something else. And so they do tend to pick professions um, we wouldn't get on very well there being entrepreneurs they think entrepreneurs are crazy oh, people I think we're crazy anyway here <laughs> yeah. but well actually there's a lot of entrepreneurs in Ireland Ireland is an exceptionally easy country to be an entrepreneur in and it's one of the easiest countries in the world to set up a business that is true very few barriers that way yes yeah, so and, and we do actually have one of the highest um, entrepreneurial uh, countries per head of population um, so we're very different to, to Denmark in that sense. Um, though the nice thing is, if you are self-employed in Denmark, you pay your taxes as you, as you go throughout the year. You don't end up with a lump sum amount at the end. Um, and your taxes very much reflect what you need. So if you are going to end up having a baby 
you're going to end up paying more tax because you're going to need hospital time. You're going to, your, your childcare, a huge percentage of it is covered by the state. Um, so most women go back to the workplace. Um, they were the first country to bring in massive paternity time for men so that they were very involved in the raising of their children. And even when women go back to workplace, it's not that the child or the house care or the picking them up for creche is seen as the woman's job. Just as many men are involved in that as well. So there's a massive sense of equality. And they actually managed to leave people roughly with the same amount of disposable income in, in their bank balance so that you can have, you know, a lawyer, a doctor, um, a bus driver, a, a teacher and so on, all living in the same area and living on the same road. So there's very little hierarchy. So there's a great deal of equality through the system. But in order to do that, there's also a huge amount of social responsibility. So people will get very involved. And I think... Um, from Ireland, I think we would find this very difficult. I think um, having a deputation from your neighbours about what, how you put out your rubbish would, would seem like quite a big deal and seem quite intrusive. But everybody has an opinion on everything. If you cycle down the road with the wrong bicycle lights, someone will tell you. There is a massive social responsibility. Sure, I mean, they have to flicker so many times every nanosecond or whatever it is. It's ridiculous. But I remember my time in Germany... Inspectors coming around inspecting the bins to make sure that you segregated your waste correctly. So it's probably along the same lines. Um, yes, and, and those things would seem very alien. We're a bit too laid back in Ireland for that. Um, so there is a massive element of control and structure within the society in order to create this safety net. But that safety net, ultimately, when I finished reading the book, I decided that that was the biggest reason why people were happy. No matter what happens in their life, if they lose their job, they know they're going to have um, a very good um, standard of uh, social welfare payment to look after them. They are going to have a pension. They are going to have access to education. Their children are going to have access to education. Um, interestingly, they have one of the lowest birth rates in Europe at the moment. Um, and Ireland is one of the highest in the world. Um, which makes no sense to me, given how our economy is. Um, so, you know, there, it, it was interesting. I couldn't live with the rules. I certainly couldn't live with the climate. Um, the light levels, I was quite shocked. There's only 44 hours of light in the month of November. That was an hour and a half a day. Um, I, I don't think I could cope. But then during the summer, they had huge, extensive amounts of, of daylight. What was it like your time up on the Arctic on the ship, the research vessel? I, I was there during the summer, so okay. there was a huge amount of daylight. Um, I, I, I sailed back, I sat on the decks while we sailed back and sailed, sailed around the coast of Hebrides and it was daylight. Oh, okay. Um, so, um, yeah, you know, it, it, it was a very interesting read and it was very interesting to compare to Ireland. You know, um, our, our political culture is, is not doing a, doing a very good job at the moment. And certainly they have instilled a social responsibility in Denmark that's very impressive, um, how everyone cares about everything. And I think it's a bit shocking for Irish people to pay the levels of tax that they're paying at the moment and not feel the security that the Danish feel. And really, by per head of population, we are equivalent. So if the system can work there, the system could work for the population in Ireland. I know it certainly wasn't embraced when I became an entrepreneur. No, and, and if anything goes wrong, you know, you, you're stuffed. Um, like, the, you know, you, you stepped outside the box in Ireland and no one's going to take care of you. Oh, yeah, there's no, you know... There's no safety net here. No. Um, and But similarly, there also isn't as much honesty and integrity in the system, whereas there's a huge amount of honesty and integrity um, in, in Denmark because no one is going to cheat the system because the system looks after them. At the start, you spoke about your Danish pencil case when you were 10. Why were you so drawn to that? I just thought it was an amazing piece of design, the way that it all fitted together, and I 
I knew that it would last. And, and that's another element of them. They, they buy core pieces of furniture that will last their lifetime. Can I talk about Lego for a moment? Sure. I've seen this comment again and again and again in the press recently about Lego. And they said, you know, Danish company Lego and very secretive and they're, you know, highly secretive and this secret vault and this secret whatever. And I'm thinking, I don't consider them secretive. I consider them Danish. Well, I just consider it good business. I'm exceptionally secretive about what I do and my methods and how they work and our clients and who are our clients and what we do with our clients and so on and the next trends and, and everything else. I just see their practice as being good business. I think we've always had the, I don't know if it's a trend, the policy of talking about things when we've done them and when they're in the past. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> Yeah, well, successful people don't tend to tell people their goals. Oh, no. No one's ever going to know what I'm working on right now or what I'm working on the next few months or the next few years. They'll find out afterwards when it's done. Yeah, we, we don't tend to talk about what we're going to do. We only tend to talk about what we have done. And maybe even at that, I don't really tend to talk about it that much. And there's a lot we don't even talk about. Yeah, okay. All right. Fair point. Um, so we've, we've covered Denmark. We've covered a lot about the contrast to Ireland. Um, also ends up in Spain. Um... I certainly wouldn't have a, um, a business in Spain looking after children. I have never been anywhere where children are so happy. Um, and I, That's I, great. They, they were just fantastically happy. And they have these fantastic playgrounds every square feet that you know all have different themes, are incredibly well thought out. And there's parts of the, the playground that you use separately and parts of them like with these big snake swings that you have to have five people on to make it work. And In contrast, the flip side of that, is that why you have a waiting list for working with families and children on this side of Europe? Um, I couldn't <laughs> comment, but I, I certainly don't think it will be good for my business model to move to Spain. Right. Okay. Um, and I was interested to see that children were not playing with technology, that they had some of the best toy shops I have ever seen. And I've always been fascinated because I remember this from my own holidays in Spain as a child. There's always some new gimmick that you're really into. Um, so it was um, flashy spinny tops this time. Um, but there's always something. Great. Um, you know, there's always some... The latest trend on yeah. the main street or something. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, and, and then the other point that was kind of interesting was that I, I'm always looking out for how people, um, and there, there's no political way to say this, um, you know, how people with disabilities are treated. Well, you have, you know, ability company status, which is pretty prestigious. So, of course, you got that for a reason, for yep. employing people with disabilities and working people with disabilities. Yeah, so I, I'm always very interested to, how, to see how people are treated. So I saw some of the oldest people I've ever seen with Down syndrome. Like, we don't tend to see that many people in Ireland with Down syndrome with grey hair and of the sort of age that the people were in Spain. So I thought that they have a, seem to have a higher life expectancy. Um, just from what I what I visualised. Um, of course, because I, there is quite a small gene pool um, as well in the part of Spain that we were in, there was quite a high level of disabilities that, that we did see. Um, but what I thought was really brilliant was that in the rare occasions that I see adults out, particularly with conditions such as Down syndrome, and I see them all being taken out to um, for lunch, and um, they don't really have a conversation, they don't order their lunch, um, they don't really behave like adults. Um, and I, I find these sort of things quite shocking. Um, in Spain, 
I watch them walk along as a group of people. I watch them have completely adult humour to have huge conversations, to interact with the other people who were walking around them, to go into a space and decide what they were going to eat and to order for themselves. I just, I found the whole expectation on them much more adult um, and much more integrated and much more equal. So and I was quite shocked. Were you seeing the contrast? Because you do, even right now, work with people, children, adults with severe difficulties and disabilities. Yes, and, I, and I'm, I'm quite shocked when someone comes to me and they're not capable of sitting down and doing a colouring at a certain age when I know that they've been in an education system for maybe eight years, um, where they're not able to sit down and actually spend time and do a task, or they have no comprehension of time, or they don't know how to work with money, or they don't know how to cook basic food for themselves. And a big one is, is they don't seem to have the willpower and the patience to leave something aside and wait for it. And, you know, it's actually very demanding on the families, like very, very basic skills. And is this what you do with you and your team? Yes, very much so. And obviously we're teaching them how to read and write as well. And one of the, the big difficulties um, that you have to overcome is that people don't have a, a cont contextual sense of things. So if the letter A looks different, is it still A? You know, so, that, so that's what you, you have to really work around. And you, you need a bit of patience. It needs a bit more time than we work with other people. But, you know, you get the same end goals. Is there a fear that people just assume that people with disabilities automatically have literacy skills? No, I would say it's the opposite. I, 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 don't, I don't think they have expectations on them to learn. I, th I think that's one, been one of my experiences. But I, I think it's more shocking they don't have expectations of them to grow into adults. And that was the difference that I saw in Spain. Now, I'm, I'm talking very generalised here, but I'm talking about what I see out in a restaurant in Ireland and what I saw out in a restaurant in Spain. And it was quite a big contrast. And I was quite shocked. We've had a question from America for an upcoming episode. I was asked to talk about um, passion and the importance of finding your passion. Um, and I think this is quite interesting, actually, in what I've just read, read about Denmark, too, because there was, that was an element that was kind of missing for me in it. It didn't seem to really matter what your career was. Um, it, the career was a means to an end as to being part of the system, I felt, a bit. And I think that was why I'd actually find it very hard to fit into Denmark. Um, which is a shame because there's so much equality. Um, I was really, really drawn to the equality um, side of it. But yes, let's talk about passion in the next episode. Thank you for listening to episode 23 of Purple Psychology. I'm Maria O'Riordan. Dr. Nisha O'Reilly, thank you so much for your insights. Thank you. Check out purplepsychology.com and we'll speak to you next time. 365 Success app offers a simple daily tip for a more balanced life. 365 Success is a one-year plan over six levels where a new tip is displayed each day. The people behind 365 Success are academic and creative life hackers Dr. Nisha O'Reilly, Dr. Graham Hughes and Marie O'Riordan. Discover 365 Success, available now in the App Store.